Welcome to the new episode of the Magnificent Podcast. Real people, real story. Here we share life experiences and stories. You know why? Because we all got story to share. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Magnificent Podcast, the podcast where we share and magnify life story. It's about sharing experiences and providing information, information about life and information about reality. If there's something I can tell you is the best way or the best time to start a project is today. Tomorrow is never promised. So if you have a plan in, in mind, the best time to start is today. And today I'm thrilled to have an amazing person. He's an actor, entrepreneur, and most of all, he's a producer as well. So today I'm thrilled to have with us here, Shadi. How you doing, my brother? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing great. So first of all, I want to start by <laughs> tell because people need to know how I met you, right? <laughs> so I always connected with you. So it was, uh, and it's amazing because. We say we 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 usually say okay, we don't know what life has in store for us, right? Yeah. And then so maybe two three weeks ago I wouldn't know that <laughs> I didn't know you, but and now I have you have an honor to have you on the podcast. So I reach out to Shavi on social media and on Instagram because uh, I mean if you go on his social media, you'll see how branded he's like. He's so the the the, the social your, your your account looks so professional. Mm-hmm. So I reach out to you to just give flower, man. Just, you know what, man, I'm, just, I'm taking this course and then I want to connect. But my point of this was until really expecting a response, but it's mostly to give flower when I'm impressed by something. And you responded. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I, re- I, re- I, re- I remember being really happy, excited. I was like, wow. So, and then just describe the person that you are. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm very happy and excited to have you here. And... And there's a lot of the stories that I want us to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to come into We're going to get into it. But now what I want to, this podcast is more about sharing life stories, experiences. And you, probably, you have different hats, right? So you're a mentor. <laughs> a couple of them, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I want you, if you, you have a story you want to share with, with us, you can be about... You, 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 as an actor, job as an actor, producer, mm-hmm. or even with your, your company. So yeah. we wish we're going to talk about soon mm-hmm. in this show too. Well, you know, ideally, the story behind what I'm doing today is being overly ambitious, um, running with fear, not running away from it. Um, all of this started and originated from me getting into acting. Yeah. So, you know, my story is a little bit different than a traditional actor's. Um, I was originally in school for political science. Yeah. Because at the time, uh, I thought I wanted to get into law or politics. That's right. Uh, so I was in third year, and literally I was in the lecture room, and I was just sitting there, and I had this epiphany. I said, I shouldn't be here right now. There's something your purpose. <laughs> I have I have a different purpose than this. That's right. There is something out there that I need to do, and I'm not doing it while I'm sitting here in this room right now. Yeah. So in that immediate moment, I sort of created a decision or made a decision to just stop. And you know, the car <laughs> the funny thing about that is um 
I was more so doing uh, political science and, and post secondary because it felt it was more so for my parents and more yeah, so yeah, for my yeah, mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. My mom's a very well educated woman. Right. Um, and you know, coming from a Caribbean uh, background and Jamaican yeah, yeah, background, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they're very militant. That's right. Um, so you know, it was more so trying to uh, please her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not even more so pleasing myself. You know, I felt like I was just sort of uh, doing things in motion. Yeah. So I had the tough conversation with her uh, one day when I said, hey, mom, listen, I no longer want to study political science in school. I want to get into acting. Yeah. Now, you can only imagine how that conversation know, went. Right. You know, it was more so what is what is acting? You know, does, yeah. is this a stable career? You know, what does this do for is you? Is it guaranteed? Is it guaranteed? Yeah. She's like, I don't know anything about acting. She's like, what I do know, though, is for you to go to school and to get a job. And ultimately, we had, you know, that argument in that conversation. And then I said, okay, I just need you to trust me. That's it. Because if you're able to trust me, I will be able to Boosted. do everything, that's anything right. that I put my mind to. Yeah. Right. And ultimately, that's all I wanted because I didn't want to be in an environment where, you know, I didn't have her support because I knew that it wasn't going to be the easiest endeavor. That's right. Yeah. I knew that it was going to be challenging. I knew that it was not going to be a walk in the park. So ultimately, she said, okay, I'll trust you. Yeah. Um, I will give you some time to figure things out. And I said, perfect. That's all I need. I just need a little bit of time. <laughs> and from there, a yeah. lot of things started to unfold. When, you know, I started getting to acting classes, uh, signing with an agent, started working and progressing and, and developing. And my mom was very show and prove. So eventually she started to see, see the result. all of the results and That's all of the right. work that was translating into the results. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she would open my room, see that I'm studying or, you know. Come you took it seriously. Extremely serious. That's right, yeah. Extremely, extremely serious. So she started to see that and, you know, it sort of changed her mind in terms of this whole approach and what I was doing. And from that point, that transition to her more so being hesitant to her being sort of like my number one fan. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Number one supporter, if you will. Yeah. And from acting, it sort of opened up everything else. So I always have this this vision in terms of, you know, where I want to see myself 15, 20, 30, 40 years from now. Yeah. And there's certain people that I look up to. Um, one of the people that comes to mind is Tyler Perry. Oh, Tyler Perry. And the reason why I say Tyler Perry is... That's a great role model, man. Is, is his entrepreneurial just sort of... Um, uh, he's an entrepreneurial giant when it comes to the film industry and what he's been able to achieve and where he came from in order to get to that point. That's right. I already started. Yeah, it is, uh, for, it's for the, I just want to make sure people understand what mm. Tyler Perry, he opened like a bigger... At Tyler bigger Perry Studios in Atlanta, studio Georgia. in Atlanta, Massive. yeah. And uh, I think it's worth billions, something yeah. like that. And he's a billionaire too. Yeah. And... So I, I, he started as a, as an actor where he wasn't given too much role mm. because you know with all the, the things that was happening before, Absolutely. actor couldn't have an, a same opportunity as mm. a, and he was able to say, okay, I'm gonna change and create a sort of franchise for myself, mm. and then he opened. Yeah, I, I, I listened to a lot of his story on yeah. the 
T I podcast. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's where that's where I get. But that's sorry to interrupt. But <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Something is spacious, like something like this. Yeah, I like I love T I because it's very eloquent when he speaks. Mm. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. So I just want to put people in the loop so you understand. Yeah. So you know, Tyler Perry is one of the inspirations for me, and I always knew that I wanted to get into directing and producing. Um, but I knew that acting was going to be a foundation for me. Yeah. I also made in my mind, okay, by the time I'm 40, I will, I will be ready to get into directing, producing, and eventually opening up my own production company. All right. Well, the way that life turns out to be is I started much earlier. (laughs) And there was a lot of aligning moments that led to that point. Um, reconnecting with my cousin, Daniel, who is a film enthusiast he is a uh, a genius I, I call him a genius oh is that daniel was pokeball life yes. yeah please connect me to him yes. because i heard a lot and of we'll nice things connect, about him yeah, yeah because daniel has a very beautiful mind in, in the way that he sees the world and he sees filmmaking and i appreciate somebody like that and i always knew i wanted to do the production company and it wasn't until we started working and collaborating because he was working on a short film and he wanted me to play in it yeah so we were able to connect from there and i said okay you know that experience is really good everything was real smooth um i i feel like there's something here mm. so i worked on a few other projects with him uh with maneuver yeah and that's when i made my mind up i said okay this is somebody that can be my partner yeah, yeah. Uh, this is somebody that i can trust in yeah. this is somebody who knows what they're doing yeah so i think yeah i think uh, i want uh, to take you to take you back a bit um before like the early stage of your acting because mm-hmm. you started as an actor yeah. and then when you as an actor were you were the, with the agency or how 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 were you getting opportunity so uh, originally i signed to my first agency pretty early yeah and that was that experience taught me a lot uh, it taught me just experience period in terms mm-hmm. of you know the auditioning process uh, understanding craft uh, taking classes meeting the right people how to carry yourself as an actor yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was ideally a sponge i'm still a sponge up until today but yeah, i was a, i was a sponge because yeah, i wanted to learn, to learn that's right everything i possibly could yeah. so that i could put myself in a successful position position yeah right so start with an agency and that process is doing a lot of auditions Tons and tons of auditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just figuring out what was the right approach to auditioning, what was not the, the really good approach, yeah. um, and all of those learning lessons and just sort of working into my own uh, as an actor and as a performer and gaining a level of confidence that is needed yeah. in order to not only book uh, jobs but to show up on set and, and really do a good job and feel confident in what you've, what you've done. Yeah. So use that experience to learn a lot. And then eventually the pandemic came and i knew i needed to transition to another agency i needed a different opportunity because i felt as if i had a ceiling on uh, on top of my head and yeah. i never want to have that feeling yeah but but yeah so we're gonna we're gonna get this part with the uh, went to the pandemic part but mm-hmm. when you get it to as an as an actor you begin your career because uh you would just learn starting this new journey mm-hmm. so what were the uh, the criteria that you thought okay put you in the position of was that physical criteria because you like I said I told you I said offline but you're very photogenic yeah. right mm-hmm. so and I say and I know on the 
multimedia industry where she's show business, you need to to have that quality. Mm. You know what I mean? So so that's what I was wondering. So what was the the quality? So what would what would you think that as someone who wants to join join, for example, who is in the agency might not have another opportunity? Because at the end of the day, you do audition, but it's not guaranteed a job. Mm-hmm. So you just doing uh, already audit. So what was the thing that flipped for you too? The switch for me was understanding that everything comes in due time. Yeah, yeah, There's patience. A, patience is so important. But not only just patience, it's understanding that if you are working towards your goals, you'll if, if eventually achieve them. That's right. Right? If you if you stay to, stay on your path. And for me that's what I that's what I knew and that's what I felt. You know, when I started I, I hadn't booked anything for for months, even up to a year. But I was still extremely confident because I knew that I was working towards a goal. Um, and specifically to actually answer that question, I think the switch really turned on for me was uh, I was doing an audition. Um, this was a couple years ago. Yeah. And usually the auditioning process is very grueling, ideally. Um, it is nerve wracking. Um, you know, you're there to impress people and, and impress and the right person. And, and you're not certain. And you're not certain. There's a level of uncertainty. Yeah. So I was sitting in the audition room and, you know, this casting was uh, open ethnicity. So there was a variety of different gentlemen that were there. There was a few of the brothers. There was some uh, Asian gentlemen. There were some uh, Caucasian gentlemen. And, you know, there was a variety of different yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the casting associate showed a video. They said, this is what the casting director is looking for. So we played a tape of somebody's audition that was actually that had already auditioned for it, and the character at the same uh, prior audition or the same audition. So um, at the first initial audition, oh, okay, right? not the one that you were auditioning for. Right? It was the one that I was auditioning. But for. if they show you the, the client, it's so crazy how because yeah. I said, "Well, if this is the the prototype, why, why not book them?" Exactly. So even understanding how you know interesting of a process that is, yeah. And they described the character. And I sat there and I said, that's not me. Uh, uh, I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah, yeah. And then I sat there again and I really thought to myself, all right, there's two things that are going to happen from this. One, you're going to let yourself down and you're not going to give your best effort because you feel like you might not book this job because they may not be looking for you. Mm, That's right. Or two, you're going to make the decision to really turn it on, really show them what you got. Yeah, not be a victim. Because the first option is being a victim. Okay, this is a I don't think I'm going to be able to have it. Exactly. So just, but you don't want to exactly. have it in that position. It, it, was a, it was an accountability thing. I said, you're going to walk into that room and you're going to perform. Yeah. Because that's what you do as a professional, as an actor. You're going to go in there and perform. And I just, this switch just came on where, you know, I, I walked in there with a level of confidence that I've never done before prior to that point and just really worked the room and, and the casting director really enjoyed my performance. And I was working with another fellow actress and our chemistry was really good as well, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, from that point, um, you know, the snowball effect begun. Uh, you know, I initially had a callback audition from that yeah, first yeah. audition, and then I ended up booking the job. So in that moment, I said, no matter what the opportunity is, do not ever count yourself out. No, 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 absolutely not. And I want to put people in this in this context. I want I want you to go on YouTube and type Cherville Lorenzo. There's a scene there that just 
trophy. <laughs> because it was uh, the CIA. I'm sure you probably remember that mm. the scene where you have to be sad and then you're like crying. Mm. You know that scene? Yes. Yeah, yes. so I want people to understand because I, I look at that scene and then I realize how hard because we have this thing oh athlete they make a lot of money actor they make a lot of money but you if you look at the job that's been done it's not mm -hmm. it's crazy because you have to you have to create an emotion in a context where you have no attachment to that emotion mm -hmm. so you, you want to be sad but you're not sad but mm -hmm. you have to be sad for the mm -hmm. camera You want to you want to celebrate? You want to laugh? Maybe you have a bad day, but you need to laugh because of the camera. So acting is such a huge thing, and so I, I was important to put that context mm -hmm. because when you tell the story, we had to show yourself to mm -hmm. in order to Absolutely. to get that. So it was Absolutely. important to put to mention. So if you go on YouTube to Shervel Lorenzo, you're gonna have a little like sneak peek of what he's talking about. Yeah, and and acting <clears throat> opened up um, so many things for me, uh, not only as a as a you know, as my career, but with self. Um, prior to acting, I wasn't the greatest at uh, showing my emotions. Yeah. I suppressed a lot of, of different emotions. And oh, I mean, let put it into context because, I mean, I... Um, because I'd like, I'd, I'd like to put black in the context, mm -hmm. but I also have to make the background, right? Mm -hmm. I, as black people, usually we are... We thought how to be a little tough. You don't mm -hmm. cry because that's all the same with me. Oh, you cry like a baby. You yeah. <laughs> know what I mean? But um, so that is, that's probably why he's important exactly. to mention when you say. And I'll touch. I'll touch up on that even more. So we have been programmed. We have been programmed to think a certain way, to look a certain way, to be a certain way. Yeah. Being emotionally available and vulnerable was not a thing that we were taught. My my wife tells all the time about emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and. I think I'm an extremely, I have a high IQ. I know because of my school and I think, but I, I also know my weakness was before. That's now I'm developing it more, maybe because I had a kid and all of it. The emotional intelligence, so understanding, empathizing for other people, understanding the difficulty things like when someone say I have a stress and it can't function because of the stress. You're trying to look, these people who, Don't even know when the next meal is co are coming, and then you say you have stress. Well, mm -hmm. you have everything. You can. You have a place to sleep in, and, and then I start to realize it's not because other people live in the, in the like in the poor countries where they don't have a meal. It doesn't mean that you you can't have a, a, a feeling because you're in a rich country. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's that part is really that I wanted to touch in that because um, the emotional intelligence. Usually we're very intelligent. Mm. We are very smart people. Like when I say we, I'm, I'm talking about. I just want to make sure to put into context because a lot of situation where we didn't have a job because the reason where we're not qualified, mm. which is not usually the reason. Mm. But what I can say though is the emotional intelligence because we're programmed to think that we're strong and we're not allowed to cry. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us grew up like that yeah. where we thought, okay, crying is. It's sign a sign of weakness, of weakness. Exactly. exactly. So yeah. that's why I wanted to put it into context. But we understand what yeah. you mean by that. So all of these things that you're talking about, I was unlocking them. So being able to be vulnerable enough to tap into my emotional state of being in order to uh, 
pull some of these triggers that I was feeling, right? Crying is such a physical act, but is also very emotionally taxing. In order for you to get to a place to cry, you know, it's 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 a very uncomfortable place, right? You think about it, yeah. you know, all the times that you may have possibly cried, you know, it, it may not have necessarily been the best situation or you nice. may not have felt the best. Yeah, yeah. So being able to be so hyper aware of how to feel again, to to be vulnerable and, and to rewrite a narrative. I want people to understand that it is okay to um, to live in your emotions, mm. to to not hide them, to not yeah. suppress them. Because we internalize a lot of these things, and these things affect us over time. That's right. That's right. right. It's true. Uh, I want now to go to the part when you were you had to switch the agency, and once the lockdown started, mm-hmm. and that was in March 2020. Yeah. Oh, what a year! Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we have to go back to normal. Man. I think I'm. I mean, at least see the light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. but. So when you switched it, what was it? Because my experience, for example, and my passion for video editing, creating a platform for myself came from that lockdown. Mm-hmm. And, and I just didn't want it to work and finish work, stay home, give my kid playing. I, I wanted to have something that can stimulate me, like mm-hmm. create a passion. The passion before was playing soccer, mm-hmm. going play soccer friend and having moments of friend and things like that but you couldn't have those because mm. yeah so i had to create something and what i came up with was to make videos editing video and doing monologue and trying to talk to people and things like that um, and i'm sure this also in 2020 when you switched it you had to adjust it so mm. what was the adjustment that you made at the time for you so 2020 affected people in many different ways Right. We know that COVID and the pandemic had a traverse impact on a lot of people. And at that time, it was another big moment for me where I said, "Okay, decision time again. You're either going to use this opportunity to excel, grow and develop. Yeah. Or you're going to stay in the same place and be miserable and be miserable. If I'm able to achieve what I need to achieve through all of this. Yeah. What happens when things go back to normal? Oh, jeez. Honestly, overnight, COVID really opened people's eyes. Yeah. And, and I also want to say this. When I spoke with you, I, I, it's important to say, because when I spoke with you the first time on the phone, you never mentioned to me that you were, you were uh, like so engaged in acting, and I had to find it myself. I was in the middle of the All-Star game recently, so this is recent February. <laughs> So I'm watching the All-Star game, and then it's the, it's, I think it's halftime, something like that. Like, middle of the All-Star game, and I see this commercial. And then I see you sitting here in the couch with friends, and I was like, that's Charvy. I was like, what the hell, is that him? And then, and I said, but I spoke with him. He didn't mention something like that. And like I said, this tells so much about how, um, Humility, how to be humble in life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that my mom taught me about be humble. I remember when I was younger, we had to go uh, buy things to give to people on Christmas. And people didn't you know, have opportunity to have mm-hmm. toys. And we'd buy and go in the hospital, see people offer them food there and toys on Christmas. And I realized how hum- when you are humble, and there's this thing like I usually like to say, is like it's always glorifying. When you sit in the back of the chair and someone say, hey, no, no, you're, you're, you're supposed to sit in the front. 
Then when you're in the front, and so much, oh, sorry, no, this is not your seat. You have to go back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and then I found it like that. I said, wow, he didn't tell me that. And then I messaged you. Mm-hmm. I said, damn, I think I saw you on the TV. <laughs> and then you acted like, okay, uh, yeah. You, like, you didn't really want, like, you know, it's like, you know what I mean? So you did it. And then I know maybe it's part of your personality, mm-hmm. just being, being, being calm. Yeah, so, and then I want to transition now from acting what brought what brought you to say okay now i want to produce myself mm. i want to create i want to be a creator so one of the things with being creative is you don't want to feel trapped um and when i say trapped i mean you want to be able to be as free as possible to create whatever you want to create yeah you have a million different ideas and you want to bring a lot of those ideas to life now Acting has a different dynamic because you play a yes, you play a pivotal role in a story, right? You complement a story, yeah, right. But if you're able to shift and create a story from from the ground up, you have complete creative control. It's almost like your baby, and it allows you to really explore a creative endeavor and and really put things and piece and piece things together. So I said, okay, I want to do more than just acting now. I want to uh, create content. I want to create films. I want to write stories because, you know, I have a lot of stories in my mind that I feel the world needs to see and hear. So, again, lining up with with reconnecting with Daniel, um, I was able to have the opportunity to do that. Um, And everything sort of happened at the same time because same thing with Maneuver. I was shooting... um, a lot of the a lot of the commercials and a lot of the ideas, right? My partner Dre, he's extremely creative as well too. So we would literally sit in the basement and create ideas in order to shoot them. So I had all of these experiences, sort of molding um, yeah. molding me into getting into producing and directing, right? So finally, I just made my mind up. I said, okay, we're gonna start this production company, and I'm gonna start doing more directing and producing. Yeah. Um, this is a skill that I feel is important. I'm also of the opinion that you know somebody should never be one dimensional. They should have different skill sets. That's right. Yeah. Um, and again, you don't have to be the best at everything. Mm, yeah. You know, but you have to be knowledgeable. You got to be knowledgeable, mm. right? I say you want to be a Swiss Army knife where you want to have all of these tools and compartments mm, and, yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. utilize them at any point. That's right. Doesn't necessarily mean you need to use them, yeah. right? Just to have them. So the development of the production company really helped when it came to directing and producing. Yeah. And um, again, just really just really wanting information um, I spoke with a, with a lot of people um, in terms of how they may necessarily produce, you know, what are their, um, you know, what is their workflow? What is their streamline of how they do things? Yeah. Um, how am I able to integrate what I know um, and marry the two? Um, and just working out all of those things. You know, there's a lot of different growing pains, but, you know, as with anything, you start somewhere and you yeah, just yeah. got to step. Yeah, 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 and consistent too. Yeah, yeah just be consistent. And because step. it's easier, it's easier to just give up, right? Absolutely. As soon as you it's face a challenge, easy. it's just yeah. okay because it makes you more comfortable giving up. And and when when you listen to all those uh, people, I mean, people who were create who created huge companies now, all those huge production companies, mm-hmm. or even Tyler Perry. When yeah. you listen to his story, it wasn't easy at the beginning. It wasn't because, Never is. but but now when as a, as a producer, so how do you what how do you impact in the casting for so how do you get to cast people like what do you, how do you think this is the right this is the right person mm. this is the right talent for this role for example so what 
So you cross by many different talents, many different beautiful people. But ideally, in your mind, um, and again, this just goes down to a, a team decision where there is always somebody that is perfect for the role. Mm. Always happens. Where there's, there's always only one? There's, it's, it's not, sometimes, you know, it's a tie between two gentlemen or, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, or, or some women. Yeah. But, you know, ideally, you kind of go with your gut instinct, right. right? Your intuition. I like to follow my intuition. I do not like to ignore it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is, it has helped me since the beginning of time. Yeah. So, you know, continue to follow that. Yeah. So sometimes somebody may submit, a, let's say, a tape or you see their headshot or you have a conversation with them. And you know right away that this person's right for the role. Yeah, yeah. So that's ideally sort of the, the the process for me. It's just finding the the perfect puzzle piece to fit um, in terms of creating this entire uh, piece of art. Right? Yeah. So that's ideally the ideally the process, and that also again these things work so synonymously with each other acting and producing and mm. being behind the scenes and also being in front of the camera yeah, yeah you begin to get a different level of appreciation and understanding yeah right yeah because even on my acting side i'm able to understand the casting process mm. and i understand why i might not have necessarily booked a job yeah because there's so many things that i cannot control but do you do you have a sort of like a specialty like let's say for example tyler perry i was surprised to see tyler perry producing a movie where he's like mm. a huge action fight that, that 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 those kind of stuff right so so I, I'm not sure if this 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 is how I think, but do you do you think you have to have a specialty? If you do, so do you have a specialty? Do you have something where you know, okay, I'm more comfortable with this project than my other project, or you know what I mean? So what's so when you so when you cast someone, for example, mm. what what in that person do you necessarily look to be okay? I want to be with this. Am I able to work with this person? Mm. Uh, do they give off a natural energy that is that is positive, right? Because when you're on set, most of the times it's a high stress environment. It's very very uh, quick paced, intense, yeah, intense. So you want to make sure you surround yourself with the right people that mm. are going to ease mm. uh, all of that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a culmination of, of different things that you're looking for. An actor and his performance is not the only reason why he books a job. Mm. It may be a big uh, catapult to it, but You know, you want to make sure you find out who that person is. You know, what, you know, how do they see the story? Mm. Um, are they genuinely just good? Mm. You want to surround yourself around good people, ambitious people. And, you know, that helps with, with me creating my own decisions and making my decisions. Yeah, yeah. That I will eventually bring back to, you know, my partner Dan and, you know, whomever else is a part of this casting process as yeah, well, too. Yeah. Right? And again... There's a there's a it, there's images and pictures that I have in my head and what somebody may look like for the role mm. or what I see when I'm creating the story and if somebody is close to that and if they're a good person, then you know most of the time the role yeah the role is I, for them. I want to come to this um, this new thing I recently saw equal is equal. this yeah yeah so can you tell us because it looks like it just came out right yeah. it was Friday. Uh, uh, yesterday, yeah, uh, uh, yesterday, yesterday the 29th or the 26th something. Sixth, yes. yeah, yesterday was okay. Yeah, yesterday actually. Yeah, yeah. today is 27. Yeah. yeah. So what is the story? I read the stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, uh, but I want you to tell me because it looks like it's a girl mm -hmm. who is a coach. She wants to prove yeah. to a coach. So what is what is the story? So where can we have access to see to watch that for that piece of art? So right now, equal. Um, will be accessible to the public very soon. Okay. Um, 
I'll first I'll start with the story behind oh, okay. uh, how let's, we even got into shooting eagle. Yeah, let us let us. So Hanain um, is a, a friend of mine uh, that I met actually during acting class. Oh. So we met during acting class, uh, and she was diving into um, you know uh, acting and, and sort of understanding how that works. Mm. Um, and she's French, so she has a little bit of an accent, and. You know, one of the barriers that she was getting, the information that she was getting is, you know, her accent was deterring her from whatever the case Oh, she's, uh, she, she thought that that's, uh, maybe this can be like an obstacle to the exactly. career development. For okay. me, I feel as if n nothing really ideally is a barrier for you. You always yeah, find yeah, a way yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's where the beauty comes in. She made her mind up one day to say, you know what, I'm going to make my own stories. Uh, I have stories that I want to tell, and I'm not going to allow anybody to stop me from doing this. Okay, she wrote this own story. So she wrote the story. Oh, okay. So she had reached out to me one day, and she said, hey, um, I wrote this story. I want to submit this story to a handful of film festivals. I want you to be a part of it. I said, absolutely. Absolutely, because she's such a genuine person. So what's the, what's the story? What's the main story about? So, I read the script. I mean, you read yeah. the story about that. It's a brave story. Yeah. So ideally, ideally, Equal is about a um, an athlete. She's an athlete that is uh, training with her coach. And she's... Uh, Her goal is to is to beat his record because back in his day, well, not more so back in his day, but when he was an athlete, mm. um, he had you know done a, a tremendous amount of records yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and accomplishments and goals and all of these things. So he has a very huge ego, mm. but he's still training this uh, 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 this woman to to perform. Yeah, and ideally, the story takes us through um, adversity. Yeah, um, being able to. Um, Pull yourself up when you're in a, a position that you know may not feel the greatest. Yeah. For you to believe in self, um, for you to to understand that things are are equal, right? You know, no one person is 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 um, is more unequal than the other. You so know? the equal part is because the lady trying to say she wants to accomplish what the man exactly. did. So, okay, that's so, okay. That's a good story. Exactly. That so would be interesting to see. That. Within the story, she actually beats his record. Oh. So there's a moment. So that's like gender gender equality. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So ideally, she beats his record, and he has a moment where he's finally sulking in that this actually happened and he's not happy about it he's he's happy but he his ego didn't want it to happen oh so he has to put his ego to the side in order to really uh, um, embrace and celebrate her huge accomplishment yeah so it's these internal struggles that we have Uh, yeah, as yeah, men yeah. And, and to really make sure that we are touching up on a lot of these sensitive topics yeah, when it comes yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, masculinity femininity that's right and yeah. you know how these things play a role in our society yeah. so he eventually just sort of shuts his ego down and he celebrates with her yeah. right and they sort of share this this honest and genuine is it a short, short movie or it's a very short film oh, very okay. short film this, this short film was actually one minute long Oh, one a minute, minute, a minute, 30 seconds long. Oh, so conceptually, it is so concise, right? Because it needs to be perfectly executed in a certain amount of time. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I think the reason why it's been winning so many awards is because the story um, is so easily consumable in such a short period of time. Right. And it takes one to be extremely creative in order to do that. Right. So ideally, that is the, the story behind Equal. 
So what, what do you think? Because I want to Google this part uh, with they because I know fewer uh, Canadian actors. So mm-hmm. what do you think? What do you think? Uh, refrain Canadian um, industry, film industry, TBS, Presbyterian has been as glorious as American. Mm-hmm. Like you see like Keanu Reeves. I just recently realized Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of them there. Even The Rock. Yeah. The Rock's father is Canadian. Okay, yeah. Maybe, the Rock's yeah. father was Canadian. He mm. was born actually in Nova Scotia or something yeah. like that. Um, and there's another, Ryan Reno. Mm-hmm. And Vancouver, so, yeah. yeah, so I just, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good actors that are in the US. So what do you think, for example, because I don't think Canada is known in the world as, uh, okay, the place to be successful in mm. movies. Do you know what I mean? So what is what what is the industry, Canada? Do you think it's not, the industry is not taken seriously in Canada? Did, I think now it's transitioning into a period where people are taking it more seriously. They're beginning to understand the uh, tremendous talent that is coming out of Canada. And I think a lot with what happened in the pandemic sort of shifted, um, you know, where we sort of fall along in terms of, you know, film industry and how serious people from Hollywood may necessarily take us, right? No, I can't believe. It. I don't want to interrupt you. Just give. So Jim Carrey yeah, is a, okay. Canadian. This is a, Ryan Gosling is a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. I'm, I, I, there's a lot of them here. I just want to name the door that they're like the high profile one. So Ryan Gosling is a Canadian. Jim Carrey, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. I knew that Donald mm-hmm. Sutherland too. Yeah. So and Ken Reeves. Uh, mm, there's uh, this guy. And this Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, oh Sandra Ho. She's Canadian as well. Yep. Ooh, so that's uh, that's a lot of uh, there's a lot of nice. actors that, but that's the thing. I, I'm trying to understand why um, in Canada, for example, the because I never I don't see Canada as a place where okay, if you had an actor, you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. So that's why probably they, they all have to move to live in the U.S. Yeah, and I also wanted to talk about the the uh, the entrepreneur part. Yes, sir. This is maneuver. So this is the uh, men grooming. Yes, uh, this is so. This what is this? so. This is for the body, right? So yeah. I think you use also for the. There's also for the uh, the beer for, for men. Yep. Yeah. So what what can, what made you to try to build? We're gonna talk about maneuver. Mm. So, so you're gonna give some platform where yeah, I, I follow them now. Yeah. Now that yeah. I follow you, but so I wanted to talk about this because you know. I have this experience personally because, uh, you know, black black hair, for example, required to be uh, a little moisturized more. Mm-hmm. So you need to put some oil on your, on your hair, Absolutely. which is different from you know, straight hair. Straight mm-hmm. hair bros usually they they better they better when they dry. Mm-hmm. So when they they not as how when it's doing it oily, they think it's dirty. Like so that's something that I learned. Right? I didn't know that. So, yeah. The wind, but me, for example, I have to put oil on my hair on my beard mm-hmm. so it can it can look healthy. Yeah. But for straight, is the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. So what is that? It's a maneuver. So what do you think is what's the particularity about uh, the your product here? Particular, everything is organic. Um, everything yeah, I, is organic. yeah, it's uh, vegan, non GMO, non GMO, no parabens, no sulfates, no cruel, cruelty free, cruelty free. So ideally, all of the you know all of the things that we focus on in terms of creating a product that is natural and organic and comes from the earth, uh, we're we're very big on something that we're calling um, from the roots we grow. Yeah, yeah. Um, where all of our products are coming from these organic sources, 
because we, you know, a lot of these other uh, companies, and not to sort of deter from these companies, but they're putting in a lot of preservatives and all sorts yeah, of yeah, different yeah, things yeah. Uh, that ultimately are unhealthy for you. They, they are, they are, but you know, it's mostly because of the demand, the supply, yeah. you know, you do to keep up with the, you have to add some additive, even yeah. with the drinks and things like mm-hmm. that. You, put, you need to add something so it can be more and more a lot. So, so that's where I'm interested in this because uh, I look at this here, I can literally see it and he said cruelty free, vegan, mm-hmm. non-GMO, paraben free, silicon free. Mm-hmm. So what are, what are the main, I see that it's a sheep, sheep butter. So what is the main, main ingredient? So what can you get the benefit of using the product? Shea butter right? is, uh, specific to this ingredient, shea butter is the primary ingredient. And shea butter, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, has millions of vitamins um, and minerals that are extremely healthy for you um, and just overall health. Yeah, yeah. So shea butter is a stable um, or staple um, ingredient, and we get all of our shea butter from Ghana. So oh. we go straight to Ghana and, yeah. and pick it up and bring it back here. So do, do you do you you pay the the the, the Ghanaian farm? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's funny because I did. I was saying that's because of the uh, the. Uh, I know, I'm sure you're aware of this, the scandal that it was before with the Starbucks, but in Kenya, for example, mm-hmm. where they were getting all the coffee from Kenya, but uh, the farmer in Kenya, they weren't having enough money because mm-hmm. uh, Starbucks was working directly with the, uh, with the government. So the government would take the money from the transaction, mm-hmm. but Starbucks didn't care if the money was going down to yeah. the farmers. Mm-hmm. And this was a huge scandal that really hit Starbucks. I mean, Starbucks is a multinational company, mm-hmm. but so... It was, it was a big deal for them to, because they were at the time, there wasn't this term called corporate social responsibility, mm-hmm. which they incorporated right now because of the, the scandal that happened. Yeah. And it also happened with, the, with Walmart. Mm-hmm. Walmart where there was um, the, the, you know, for the shrimp, yeah, there was a huge shrimp factory in Thailand mm-hmm. where people were working in like crazy conditions where and they can work hard they're not eating and things mm-hmm. like that but they would do they would basically like cleaning shrimps in the, in the boat so that's where i was just making a joke <laughs> yeah but uh, but like uh, you know i really really uh, definitely will use it because i'm all constantly choosing uh like looking frowder for my beer so yeah. and this is for the skin right so you yeah, also offer oil for we okay. oils we have uh, essential tools we have afro picks we have uh, oil infused picks combs we have wave brushes we have our beard oils uh, we have our mustache combs and this is a black owned black owned Canadian um, company that's right um, yeah. with, there's five of us four of us brothers um, we're all good friends and yeah. we're all business partners and we all put our strengths together that's right. um, to create this to create this company um, and you know just to touch up a little bit on maneuver um, quickly, yes, we, we offer uh, essential grooming products and tools, but our mission and our story is to continue to rewrite the narrative uh, behind our community, behind black men. Yeah, yeah. Um, being able to pull community together. Mm. The origin of Maneuver and why it's called Maneuver is, is coming together and maneuvering through any obstacles that we face. There's a, yeah. Right? <laughs> the name makes sense now. Yeah. So, so ideally, it's just rewriting a lot of, a lot of these, um, these societal norms that were instilled into us. Do you offer it for women as well? For, for the for product, women as well for, too. for women's hair, yeah. for, we're working on that as, we're working on that as well too. Mm, yeah. um, but our products are, are uh, you know, they're, 
they're free to be used for men and women. Oh, okay. Um, especially our body butters and mm, we have, yeah. you know, our hair shampoos and conditioners and things yeah, of that nature. Yeah. So ideally just, you know, making sure that we're pulling men together to create safe spaces for us to have conversations. And we have to support black businesses, man. And we have That's to support a, black businesses. Yeah, yeah. Right? So even something that we're doing right now, sitting here having this conversation, yeah, yeah, this yeah. transparent conversation, yeah, yeah. you know, this is a part of our mission to... Uh, communicate with one another to speak about our issues regardless of how big or how small they may be. That's true. Right? Yeah. Continuing to um, advance and, and do it together. You know, that is our, our mission ideally and, you know, uh, we've been we've been doing some really good things. We've been breaking ground so, you know, we just continue to Yeah, evolve. man, I, I really want to say keep doing what you do because, uh, like I said earlier, so I uh, two weeks ago, I didn't know you. So, and now I'm blessed to have you here. So, I think it's very. It it this shows how now we are we coming together mm -hmm. uh, because this being this being. I, I like to tell this story for people who are non non uh, black people. I like to tell them this. Mm -hmm. Imagine you are in a condition where um, you were always trained to um, to. Uh, kill the person, your competitor in order for to advance because that's being a reality of black in the black community. Um, so you had in order to advance your head to 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 because your competitor was always a black person. Mm -hmm. And this all goes to the corporate world as well where uh, it can be a position for it can be five positions available for five white person. Mm -hmm. But when it says it comes to the black person, it's one position mm -hmm. for five or ten black people so what happened is where they're now in a position to compete against each other so only the so the ones the ones the only one will survive mm -hmm. so that's why i think it's very important to understand the stories about when we say support black businesses and my wife she's actually very big into it she she will go with businesses and make sure that she gives her businesses to the black person if the if the the, the black person can provide a mm -hmm. service she's always been knowing mm -hmm. it so she and so this is something that I, I like it because it create create an awareness to understand because Absolutely. some people are saying oh why should we give black people everything now so it's not about giving them everything you know what i mean it's about now he's called equity so you know what i mean so you can be you can be the tallest person in the room and then if there's a there's a crate that required we all have to have a crate to stand and look over if I'm not as tall as you, but you can still climb, you can still look at over if you stand on your feet. Mm -hmm. But I would need two crate. So equity means what? You give me the two crate so I can see as you, right? Mm -hmm. But equality would means what? We each get one. Yeah. But do you really need the other one? Mm -hmm. You don't need it because you can already you can already see through. But I can. I need two crates in order to see. Mm -hmm. But so that's why. So the, I like to put that into perspective to understand. This to come say what we came with a lot of like. We're a little behind for now. What I mean behind is term in terms of opportunity, in terms of growing as a community. And this is the better days ahead. I really believe that. There's better days ahead. I see things are changing. We're supporting. We need to support each other. Absolutely. We need to be strong with each other. We need to be able to not be a victim because I don't ever want to feel like I'm a victim. Absolutely. And I don't like to still... To, to, um, I don't like. I don't want to appear as a victim. Never, ever. Mm -hmm. So if you do this, something is not good, I will speak, I will speak it, but not speak in victim mindset. Absolutely, accountability and ego. Those are the two things we have to work on in the community. Putting your ego to the side and being accountable. A lot of these other communities yeah. work 
and have created an ecosystem where they're able to grow, develop, together. circle money within that community. That's right. Our goal is to do the exact same thing. That's exactly what we're trying to do here. Because your success doesn't mean that I'm losing something. Yeah. If you're successful, it doesn't mean I'm losing. That's usually the mindset that we mm. in. If, if you if he loses, that's mean. If he's making that much, if he has this business, if I come to his business, that's something that I always find very disappointing to me. Let's say, for example, you have a restaurant and and I come to your restaurant. I come to your restaurant because I like the food that you make. I don't come to your restaurant necessarily because uh, I want to please you. I want to, yeah, I certainly want to support you, but I can't come to your business with the mindset I'm going there to support him. How about I'm coming there because I like his product? Mm-hmm. And then what comes is what is it? When you come with a mindset that I come to this business because I come to his restaurant because I want to support him, the expectation would be to me to have some discount mm. because I'm coming to your business. And if you don't give me the discount, I'll be upset. Yeah. And guess what? But I'm going to go to another restaurant where it will be more expensive. Mm. But I believe because I don't want to give you the money. So that's the kind of mindset that, so that's where I really like to give the flowers to you. And then you're one of those person. And I really want to appreciate and appreciate you since you're here. And appreciate I want to make it that I met you online and on Instagram. I messaged you because I saw you were doing great things. I just messaged you like randomly. We don't even have friends in common. <laughs> and then I said, okay. Yeah. And then you responded back to me. You Absolutely. took time. And then we spoke on the phone. And we spoke for over almost an hour or yeah. something. We're talking, and that's not something that is very common. And then when something like this appears, man, you need to get a flower. Yeah. So I really wanted to give you a flower for this. I so I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you being here today. So I hope we're going to have a conversation, man. I of really course. look forward to having a conversation yeah. with you. Because you you have a lot of story that I'm sure you probably have to be probably probably have a time to, to go into all those stories mm-hmm. today. But I really appreciate you coming here today. I can't wait I to have another conversation with you. Please connect me to Daniel because I, I heard a lot I of things about I yeah. want to talk. <laughs> I don't know who Daniel, but I really want to talk to, to yeah. Daniel because I, I like to connect with people who are doing great things and yeah. also learn. Because I think, that's you'll, also I think you'll love Daniel. Daniel is again <laughs> has a beautiful mind and he is kind and genuine and 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 we need we need a lot more people like that so i think yeah 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 you guys will love each other no i can't wait man thank you for this new episode of the magnificent podcast hopefully we're able to uh, to get enough information stories from our amazing guests today survey like i said go to go on youtube Chevelle Lorenzo, you can look at some of the pieces, or you can go on the social media, Chevelle, Chevelle Lorenzo, yep. and then yeah, so you will see uh, the what I'm talking about here. So this is uh, an amazing person that, and like I said, we never met before. So he's the reason. So we never. This is the first time that we meet, and we meet on the set on a podcast, and he accepted to come and to to be here on the podcast. So this sure about a person. So really, really, the message is to make sure to picture we have each other's back, and then we support. The ego. You mentioned that yeah. we have to we have to uh, cancel, the, cancel ego the ego 